and welcome to CUSAC to the Future. We're your hosts. I'm Grace. My name is John. And we're here to talk about our love of John Cusack, one movie at a time. One inning at a time, too, because this is a baseball episode. Woo-hoo! Did I do that right? Did I reference baseball correctly? Because yeah, you I got inning correct. Yeah. I don't know baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I, miss, I miss baseball so much. I thought I, baseball's back. It is, but I can't go. <laughs> oh, yeah, so it's not real if you're not there. Yeah, I was like, awesome, I get to see them on TV. Wait, That's so are cool. they are they still traveling, or are they kind of like doing what the NBA is doing, where they're just in the bubble? Uh, they're traveling. They're traveling? Yeah. Oh. They're, they're not, like, doing what NFL is doing. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like, they're, they're traveling. I, yeah. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, the A's are playing right now at their stadium, so... Mm-hmm. But no one's there to see it. I know. <laughs> no. But it happens, I guess. Whatever. Sure. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> they should put out a, a bobblehead where like a player's in a mask. <gasps> right? That would be a good idea. That. You can have that idea, A's, because I'm a fan. So you can use my idea for free. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me garlic fries <laughs> and beer. You would hope. I hope. I hope we are able to go to a stadium, if not next year, sometime soon, or some. Mm-hmm. You know, because I just I really want to go. Being yeah. in the Beachers was fun. Yeah, um, I haven't been to many games, but the times that I have been have been fun. <laughs> <laughs> Too many a game. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I I haven't been in it. When was the last game you went to? It might have been Star Wars. Star Wars night? Yeah. Yeah. No. Filipino night? Because Star Wars night was what, two years ago? A year ago? Yeah, it would have been 2018. Yes, two years. Holy shit. Oh, no, I went to a game last year. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) I went to games last year. I was dumb. I I wasn't able to go to a whole lot of giveaway games, but Mm -hmm. I I was able to go to a game last year. Yeah. Just totally forgot about it. Yeah. Like, Grace, have you seen It, Chapter 2? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Let me explain to you the plot when you were sitting right next to me for those two hours. Yeah. Now my pro- proudest moment there, sir. You know me, right. my, my fucking... All right, our, our memory is shot. <laughs> well, my memory was shot before this, and now it's, like, completely gone. Yeah. So, I... um. We went to see It Chapter 2. is me, Grace, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> we watched it. We ate so much popcorn. Then I think it was like, what, a few weeks later? I don't know how it started, but then you started explaining the plot to It Chapter 2 to me. And then me and Jack looked at each other and we're just like, dude, I, was, like, I thought it was a bit. And I was like, dude, I was there. And then you just looked at me and you're like, oh, right. <laughs> We had a whole popcorn adventure too. Yeah, and then we got dumplings afterward. We got dumplings afterward. Yeah, we spent the whole goddamn day together, and I'm over here like, you haven't seen it yet, have you? And then I was just like, our memories meant nothing to you. (laughs) Shut up. Our type together is precious. Yeah, thanks. No, but you remember, right, Jack? (laughs) I was there. I can't remember what I had for breakfast or even if I had breakfast. Okay, so calm the fuck down. <laughs> I don't know what's going on half the time. 
majority of the time, 90, 99.9%. <laughs> <laughs> I like the trail off there, 99. Wait. Nine. <laughs> You're lucky I know today is Thursday, okay? <laughs> uh, oh, you got me there. I didn't even know it was that. <laughs> <laughs> so this is gonna be uh quite an episode guys because we're recording apparently thursday uh but it's thursday what noon afternoon and we never yeah. record this early so never. the energy is pretty different i had coffee <laughs> and an energy drink already just to make sure i was light awake uh so yeah be ready <laughs> we'll see what happens yeah. we'll see how this goes I'm not promising tape heads level of wild, but you know, just get ready for well, something unexpected. We something unexpected, to... like Andrea Beaumont is the phantasm in Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. I Spoilers. We need to. I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> that was a great movie. I was watching it last night on Netflix. God. <laughs> I don't even get to watch movies anymore, <laughs> and I have like four. Fucking streaming, whatever they're called in my house. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I realize our Cusacks right now. That's the only yeah. thing I'm watching, and I'm just like, I have to make time for that. Like Mark texted me this morning, actually, and he was just like, "Real Steel is on Netflix. Oh, God. Watch it." And I was like, "He's been trying to get me to watch it for so he was, long. He's been watching it. He like watches it." I walked in and I was like, "Hey, what's that? Real Steel? Okay, cool. Hey, what's that? Real Steel? I was like, "Oh, still." Real no. still too? He's like, Again. no. Still real. <laughs> still real, still too. <laughs> I always yes. thought that was like a Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie. That's what I thought too. Yeah. And then it was not. And then I was like, oh, this is a tearjerker? Yeah, it's like, it's sad robot Rocky. No, no. But I don't know. I thought it was a Rock'em Sock'em Robot movie because around that time they made a like, battleship the movie, which yeah. was confusing yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I guess we're making movies out of anything. And then Rock'em Sock'em Robots <laughs> happened. And I was like, That's okay. what I absolutely thought it was. And that's why I was like, huh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, Mark's probably listening to this right now getting really mad. He's like, how dare you talk about robot Wolverine movie like this? I know. I'm like looking at my door to see if he's going to bust in and go, how dare? <laughs> yeah, kick the door The down. audacity. Hey, that's not how it is. Grabs the <laughs> mic. Talks about real steel. <laughs> Real steel too. Real heart. No. <laughs> oh God. Um. But yeah, we're not talking about boxing today because that's another sport I don't know a lot about. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I love this like reversal of things. I know things now. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I don't know a lot of things. I'm just very confused about several things. Like I tried a Twitch stream. Was it two nights ago? Several, yeah, several hours ago. Which you did really, you did really good. Yeah, uh, did, it was. Sorry, you did well. <laughs> <laughs> it was confusing to me. Twitch uh, makes me feel bafflingly old because okay. I don't know what's happening. That's the part that confuses me of why you're confused because you literally just press the button go and then start, much like this podcast. <laughs> yeah, but clearly, go. but if you've listened to this podcast, I just press start. At seemingly random times. That's true. There is there's two minutes, two full. A- I timed this two yeah. full ass minutes where you're not in in like the shot. 
Yeah. And it's complete fucking silence. There's I'm no just... music. There's <laughs> well, nothing that gonna... says the stream will start soon. There's well, I didn't know what to do because there's and... no one there in the room with me. So I, I, I thought that was just like the, the loading or waiting room. And no. like I was standing right next to the camera. So I was going to be like, I should play some. So I was literally going to start humming. <laughs> it was literally two minutes of nothing and then when the third minute right on the dot started you walked into frame you sat down and you just were like i'm gonna check my instagram (laughs) you were you were in frame but you didn't talk for another full minute so it's just a minute of you looking confused (laughs) you kept looking at things i don't know what you were looking at i'm like john Look, I just want to be very honest with my audience, and they're getting me at my purest with pulp. (laughs) That's me confused. Me on the daily, so you're getting a daily dose of confused, John. Oh my god. So. It was just, it was the funniest thing. And then, like, (laughs) hey there, guys. It is me, John, and I'm unboxing. And I'm like, what? Just pretend it's like... Is that the voice that I was using? Or still using my YouTube voice? (laughs) Just pretend it's YouTube. I don't don't understand how you're more afraid of Twitch than than, than YouTube. Like, YouTube is Because it's live. It's like, I went through the same... And I went through the funny. same process, but YouTube, I usually edit that out. Here, I was like, oh, I have to keep this in there. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it takes the pressure off, doesn't it? Not really. Like, Dude, I love I, live streaming. Not that I, I do like- a lot of foolish things. So with YouTube, I was like, I have a safety net. But now that it's live, I feel like it's that scene in Batman Forever where they're like, we're going to do a death-defying stunt without a safety of a net. Mm. And then Robin's parents died. <laughs> oh, God. So, I don't know. Streaming is much, much scarier to me. And then for, like, the first several minutes, seemingly hours of that stream, no one was in there with it me. It was a, like, 25-minute stream, y'all. It was, like, a 37-minute stream. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it wasn't that long. But I can tell, like, you were like, and then I do this. And then, yeah, I was just narrating to myself. And I was like, I lift the blade to open the toy. <laughs> It was just very confusing to me, and I like it. It started conjuring up memories of like doing stand up to an empty room, which, which I was like, "Oh my god, I'm not drunk enough for this." Yeah, dude, so. my foray into stand up, I was like, "That was the most I will." That five was horrible, and I hated it, and I didn't know what to do, and I just kept looking at Mark. I'm like, "Can you get that hook and pull me <laughs> off stage? Because this is awful." <laughs> I've always wanted to see that hook in real life. They don't do that anymore, huh? No, it's too painful. It's just in cartoons. It's too painful. <laughs> Speaking of disappointment. No! Um... <laughs> what? I thought that was a good transition. You can't go to the movie yet. We have a shout out. Oh, yeah, we have a shout out. Right, right, right. right. So this is not disappointing. <laughs> And not to say that the movie is disappointing. I'm just going to talk about one disappointing aspect of the movie. Yeah. So our shout out. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> do you want to do the shout out? No, you probably have the information. <laughs> I absolutely do. Right. <laughs> so I will be like, Grace. 
what? You can do this. <laughs> you have to. T- <laughs> you just can't say my name and then go silent. Not much. Grace. Uh, oh, dude, random names too. John. <laughs> Winslow. <laughs> Bebop. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, Grace. You are full of coffee. All right, this week's <laughs> shout out is to. Um, we usually do podcasts, but this one is a production, a Zoom production, I guess, online production, whatever theaters are doing now online. But it's um, through Bindle Stiff Studio, which is like our second home. Mm-hmm. So um, that's where John and I met. That's where we par- keep talking about Geek Show. Geek Show was born out of Bindle Stiff, all this stuff. So Bindle Stiff Studios. They're having a show called Forbidden Futures. 2020 <laughs> i was like forbidden futures too no but it's forbidden futures 2020 mm-hmm. and um their show is on o- saturday october 17th at 7 p.m pacific standard time um and you can go to bindlestiffstudio.org backslash FF2020 to kind of look at the information. But um, yeah, it's basically an imagining of um, what a dystopian future looks like for Filipino Americans. It's pretty dope. And I love it. It's, it's some kooky stuff. So when we had Forbidden Futures last October? That doesn't seem right. Was it only last October? I think it was last October. Holy shit! <laughs> You were in a theater last year? Um, Yeah. Yeah, it was like one of the most ambitious shows that, well, of recent that uh, Bindlestiff put on. And there was like a lot of tech. There was a lot of overlay. There was a lot of stuff. And the sets were amazing. Everything just looked fucking great. Yeah, everything was kind of thrown together in an amazing way. Did you guys film uh, the first one? And is it online anywhere? Somewhere I want to say. Somewhere. I want to say so. See, that's the thing that I always kind of feel bad about is that we don't really have like a film filmographer. Mm-hmm. Is that the right word? Someone who like professional. Not well, yeah, no, professionally like films shows. Yeah, and so like a lot of shows are kind mm-hmm. of just you have to be there to experience it, which I like the 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 like limit the time limit of it but yeah sometimes i was just like oh man i wish i could watch the show again yeah <laughs> i'm pretty sure some of it exists somewhere mm-hmm. but i don't i don't think it's available for us to watch at least last year's production this year um it's gonna be oh it's gonna be streamed on twitch there you go your, that's your, what it is not your favorite platform twitch i love twitch um <laughs> but yeah come and come and watch it's a pretty we got some we expanded quite a bit from last year last year had three people Mm-hmm. This year has a lot more than three people. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's a fun one. So, October 17th at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Look it up, org. Cool. And uh, like, I mentioned this several times in, I think, on the podcast and privately. I don't understand Twitch. So, if they miss, if they miss the initial screening or presentation, can they catch it online afterwards? Um, It depends. If you allow it, so because this is sort of um, 
This is a show. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it'll be put up on the account afterwards. Okay. Yeah. So, and I think it's only one night. Yeah, it's only one night. So, and it's six original plays wrapped in a love letter to sci-fi pulp fiction. So if you start thinking like heavy metal magazine or, or cyberpunk, post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. stuff like that, um, it's sort of messed around with that. And you did stuff for the show, right? Yeah. You edited something. I did not edit. You didn't edit? I thought you were <laughs> <No. made it. laughs> like, ah. I was like, yeah, just teach me how to edit. And then the next thing I know is like, hey, I did it. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. Thanks. No worries. Um, I wrote some stuff. I directed to someone else's piece. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, self-plug, but. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Yeah, we should do that. Self-plugs are fine. Just like us self-plugging merch. Fall 2020. I actually had thought of a design last night. I was just laying in bed and I was like, ooh. I, I, because I remember your criteria of you're like, we can't have our faces and the word poop on the same shirt. Yeah, no. It's, you can't have our face and then the slogan be sit better, poo gentle. You yeah. can't. So I think, I think <laughs> I solved this Rubik's, this poo covered Rubik's cube. I hate you. Um, I think, I think I have a design that will get around that. So again, I'm holding tight to my deadline of fall 2020 official merch drop. You have a month. That's plenty of time. Plenty of time. All right, then. Yeah. You, you, have, you have to like make it go through quality control and stuff, which, which means it has to look good. <laughs> you know what? My, none of my life has gone through quality control. <laughs> I'm sticking on brand for this. I just promised a shirt by fall 2020. I didn't say it was going to be a good shirt. So. You, you said merch. So that means more than one shirt, John. <laughs> Absolutely. So there's going to be shirts. There's going to be hoodies. Maybe a hat. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, just just be ready, guys. Okay. But, <laughs> and this works even better for my trans- transition because while going from merch to something else that is also disappointing. Let's talk about let's talk about um this movie. Not necessarily how disappointing this movie is. It wasn't a disappointing movie. It wasn't. I was very uh invested in this movie. Yeah. Um I'm not a baseball person, but I thought the story was very captivating. The disappointing part for this movie for me was the fact that this took place in 1919, right? <laughs> Nearly a hundred years ago. And then this movie opens up with like this very classic, like kind of old Hollywood opening uh, that lasted forever. So mm-hmm. for me, it built up this like this thing where I was like, oh my God, we're going to have them talking in old timey like accents where I was just going to be like, John Cusack's going to roll up and he's just going to be like, throw the baseball here, see? And then no. when they started speaking, it wasn't that. And I was very disappointed. And then Grace took like 20 minutes before recording this to explain to me why uh, that was the case. <laughs> so apparently that accent wasn't real. That was just for movies. Yes. It's I not feel like real. I've been lied to the whole time. You have been. Hollywood's been lying to us since day one, bro. Uh, so <laughs> it took me a while to kind of get back into the movie after that because I was just very disappointed. <laughs> disappointed i was like what a missed opportunity shut up 
missed opportunity. <laughs> they're not 1940s gangsters from. But there were New gangsters York. in this. So when yes, they reintroduced gangsters, when they introduced gangsters, like, all right, now's the time. And one of the gangsters was Doc Brown. So I was like, he's going to do it. And then he didn't. No. What <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted something for me in this movie. <laughs> oh my god. But there was a lot of people in this movie. There was, was Doc Brown. Of, hmm? There was a ton of people. Like every time someone came on, I was like, hey, hey, I don't remember your new re- your real name, but I know what movie you're from currently. Yeah. So off the top of my head, outside of John Cusack in this movie was Doc Brown from Back to the Future, yep. Yondu from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. Uh, Charlie Sheen from Two and a Half Men or Navy <laughs> Seals. Um, who else? The uh, Diane Court's dad from Say Anything. Yeah. Um, am I missing anyone? Um, the hockey player from Cutting Edge. You never yes. saw that movie. I don't know what that is. He was the hockey player from Cutting Edge. Toe pick. Uh, who else is in this movie? Um. That okay, so the pitcher guy, I keep seeing him in like a suit and some type of fedora and glasses. Mm-hmm. I don't know what movie that's from though. That's like every fucking movie. <laughs> but he's from something. His face looks very familiar. Right. Watch he's like from alias or something. But I, I just <laughs> remember him from something and then just people were popping up. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. You're here. You. Yeah. But and everyone looked very young. Yeah, the entire time I was like, they're fucking babies. Like, Yondo looks like a kid. <laughs> yeah, Doc Brown. This movie was made in 88, and Doc Brown showed up. And I was like, how the fuck do you look younger in this movie than you did in Back to the Future? <laughs> and Back to the Future was shot in 85, so or made it, in 85. So it was, like, was 85, fuck? right? Yeah. So I was like, how the fuck? <laughs> It's confusing, but it was a good movie. Uh, great cast. Yeah. Um, it is a oh, that's an Amazon package, but it was a uh, a <laughs> baseball movie, and it's it's like I described it best to grace because with my like limited reference points or fucking things to reference as far as baseball movies goes, I talked about it being very similar to uh, Moneyball for me because I loved Moneyball. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of the reasons why like I like. I have a connection with the Oakland A's is just because I love that movie. And the majority of the baseball games I've been to is Oakland A's games. Yeah. But it's very similar to the um, Oakland uh, Moneyball movie because it's not necessarily a movie about the action that happens on the baseball field. It's more so about like for Moneyball, it was about putting the team together. And for this, it was about fixing the world series, which is, I guess we didn't talk about the point of this movie is was it 1919 um they fixed the world series yeah uh, for gambling purposes <laughs> yeah so it was uh, the chicago white Sox against um the cincinnati reds in the 1919 world series and the the white Sox um through the through the game several mm-hmm. of the games actually and um it it was a huge scandal it's called the black Sox scandal yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know <laughs> again, John don't know baseball. So <laughs> so at this point in my head when they started calling them the Black Sox, I was like, "Whoa." So after this, they got 
fucking they had to rebrand because no, <laughs> because no. of the scandal. So now they're they were the black no. socks. Now they're the white socks. No. And then I was like, oh, they're just that's a that's a name. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's a name. <laughs> that's a name that the papers gave them because oh. that makes more sense. Yeah. Well, it's you know like I'm I'm familiar with it because it's like baseball legend baseball this stuff and like. They created the commission, which is like, what is the rules of baseball now? So I was like, oh, yeah, like, I know this. Mm-hmm. Um, but also because, like, Shoeless Joe Jackson is in it, right? And I only know Shoeless Joe because of Field of Dreams, which is, mm-hmm. like, another great baseball movie um, with Kevin Costner. Yeah, Paul Kent. Oh. <laughs> also Paul Waterworld. Paul Kent. <laughs> but I, yeah, and so, like, when I was like, oh. Like I've again, I never, I've never seen Eight Men Out. I didn't know anything going into it. So like the, the first things for me, I was like, "Oh, it's what did I write?" I put like, "Oh, it's old." Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, "Okay, cool. Maybe it's like something about base, like the you know how baseball got popular or something like that, or like some like league league of their own type of like here's this like country bumpkin becoming a star type of thing." And then they started talking about the White Sox, and I was like. Oh, oh, they're going to talk about this. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're, you're not a big baseball person. Are you a baseball movie person? No, right? Well, again, I've seen Moneyball, and I love that movie. Now I've seen this one, and I really like this movie. So, so far, I'm like, <laughs> I'm really into baseball movies. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get you League of Their Own. I, you okay. swear you've never seen that one. That's with Tom Hanks, right? Yeah, there's no crying in baseball. I think I've seen that one. You need to watch it again. It's yeah. really good. And then... Um, the oh, I did. I have seen that. Because I remember when I was a kid on HBO, they would play two movies like a lot. And it was A League of Their Own and Grumpy Old Men. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember I was like, it was so weird because I was like a little kid. I was like seven. And I was just like, oh, yeah. Grumpy Old Men is on again. <laughs> and I would watch it. <laughs> So I have a really weird taste for movies because oh, of HBO. Wow. Um, but yeah, um, what else is another base? Like I think sports movies in general, I really love. Like I love the Rocky movies because, of course, um, I was talking about that mo- that football movie earlier with Pacino. Um, Any given Sunday. Any given Sunday. Yeah, and like I thought that this was gonna be. Like that, whereas like this very dramatized thing of the sport, mm-hmm. uh, but it wasn't. This is just a true story that was really good. But I, I thought this is just going to be very ridiculous um, in that sense of because I, I did think of a league of their own. Now that you mentioned it, a league of their own and any given Sunday, and I thought this was going to kind of play somewhere in between that, where it's like silly, funny sports movie, you know? Because like. I knew Moneyball wasn't like the standard for because it's rare that sports movies are that good. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't expect this to be as good as it was because this was like they did a really good job of balancing um, like all the true stuff with just like with really like as I'm sure the people involved were like all very interesting characters, yeah. but they did a really good job of, of presenting all that. I felt. Yeah. No, it did really good. And I realized that um, this is kind of like <laughs> a midnight in the garden of good and evil where it's a true story uh, from a different time 
Yeah. Uh, very interesting characters. And then for the last act of the movie, it turns into a courtroom drama. <laughs> yeah, but this was an interesting courtroom drama. It was drama. an or- interesting courtroom drama. Like it, it, and again, this was a two-hour movie, and I didn't feel like it was too much of a two-hour movie, you know, because mm-hmm. I was kind of, I was already engrossed in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. The co- and There was outbursts in the courtroom. You, you, you got your Cusack yelling. Yeah, at one point he was like, oh, what am I trying separately? I was like, there it is. And then Diane Court's uh, dad from Say Anything yelled at them because he was their coach. Oh. And, I, and I was just like, oh, he's a great yeller too. So yeah, he's, a, he's a good yeller. John yell points for you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Grace, I have some questions about baseball. I wrote notes. Oh, uh, God, I could have Googled I them, but I wanted to talk to you about Let me it. Try my best. All right. So, uh, several points in this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. I was confused because John don't know baseball. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, we we already discussed my whole White Sox Black Sox uh, confusion. Yes. Um, first one is for the World Series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it's standard now for most uh, series in sports, especially championships, to go to seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point uh, in this movie, they talked about Game Seven and then they won it, and I was like, did they win the series? And then they were interviewing the coach, who was Diane Court's dad, and he was just like, "All right, we got three more to go." And I was like, "What the fuck?" So how how long is a series? So a, a series now is seven games, so best of seven games, right? So if mm-hmm. you win four, then you're great, right? Yeah. But I guess back then it was like till whenever the fuck you win. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, they said like game that kind of. I was like surprised about that too because it was like, oh, game nine. I was like, oh, game nine. The fuck? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? Because baseball. Well, I mean, baseball is a long game in general, mm-hmm. right? It's not timed like yeah. like basketball and football is. Like each inning goes until you have three outs, mm-hmm. and then it goes until like there's a clear winner. So if you have a tie, you keep going. It if could mathematically go on forever. It ha- yes. See, right. I think that- so. Usually, there's like uh-huh. nine innings. Uh-huh. There's usually like that is the standard. If you can win within nine innings, you you win. The A's went to twenty one. Whoa! Yeah. Whoa! How long was that game? That was a th- until a three o'clock in the morning game. Jesus! East yeah. Coast people must have been like, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> East Coast people don't really like the A's. <laughs> They're like, well, whatever. There's something about the East Coast and West Coast that's very funny. But like, yeah, so baseball games can go on. Yeah. And also the thing about baseball is like you can have multiple games back to back. So. Yeah, that's why. Um, well, I, I knew this coming off of Moneyball, but they're just like from pitcher to pitcher. From night to night, they had a different pitcher. Yes. So, so that was confusing to me at first but then i was just like okay i guess it's just so strenuous for the pitcher you'll have about throw. three or four pitchers per game mm-hmm. and yeah. then each of so those you, pitchers usually won't play a back-to-back they try not to because you have to rest the arm okay and then it was like a really fucked up thing like the pitcher in this movie um i, f- I forget his name uh i forget his name but they were really talking about his a character name his character name is eddie Eddie, the uh, the one with the wife and kids, right? Yeah, that's Eddie. Yeah, so he's an older, more uh, seasoned vet of a pitcher, and they were talking about him, 
And then like the owner of the team very openly, and I think he was talking to the press, he was like, he has maybe three more years in that arm, which like as an outsider of baseball, I was like, whoa, that's kind of fucked up. You know, I was like, you see a expiration date to your player like immediately. And I know like they kind of presented the owner as like well, a you... less than good owner. Yeah. I think <laughs> you're also thinking that they were young. They weren't young. They were in their yeah. 30s. Yeah, but also, you know, you're like, it's just weird where if like all of a sudden the owner of like the Warriors, where it's like, yeah, Curry has about like three more years in those knees. That's just a weird thing to hear, right? <laughs> okay. Okay, I get you. You know, so like hearing that, and then I I get that they were presenting the owner as like a less than careful, like a careful person, you know, or a more, he was, he didn't really care for his players. He, yeah, he was a jerk. <laughs> so um, they did a really good job, I felt, of like establishing that from him being uh, saying things like that to not giving them their bonuses or their bonus in lieu of payment was just flat champagne. <laughs> yeah, that was really sad. Like these are the world are put like they were. They were potentially the world champions, world mm-hmm. series champions, and like they were not get they weren't even making ten thousand dollars yeah which i mean like yeah 1919 i get like that's a, a lot. lot of money but yeah they were they weren't getting paid and there's also like so another thing of like the idea of the black Sox. there's this legend that goes around that um the owner refused to launder their clothing mm-hmm. like refused to launder like the uniform or pay for laundering. And so he would make the players play it. And the players were like, no, we're not going to do that. And so the legend goes that their clothing got so dirty that it became black. Oh. They just, they, they didn't just have the money or didn't want to spend the money, spend money to make sure that the team uniforms were clean. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's another legend or like a story of like how the name Black Sox came around. But yeah, so like this owner was just a sleazy, scuzzy guy. Yeah. Super scuzzy. And just like at one point, like the pitcher goes and says, hey, I've won 40 games for you. Yeah. Like that, right? He's like, I won 30 games. You promised me I would get my bonus. Yeah. And then the owner turns to like his assistant. He's like, how many games did uh, he win for us this year? He's like 29. He's like, sorry, you didn't win 30 for us. And he's like, but you had me benched for a whole month. And he's like, if I played, you guys, I would have won at least two of those for sure. And he was like, well, we were resting your arm and a deal's a deal. That's the contract. You didn't win 30. 29 isn't 30. Yeah. And you're just, you're like, you intentionally benched him because you knew he was on track. And it's just, it's so scuzzy. Like this guy was scuzzy. Yeah. Yeah, so little stuff like that I felt was great, especially in the early stages of like the setup of like motivation because they're like, we're going to throw the game. It's the World Series, but we're going to take a fall. And then it makes it more understandable because now you're like, yeah, it's a hundred years ago, essentially. But you're like, why would you throw the World Series for $10,000, you know? Yeah. And you're just like, oh, because the owner is kind of a terrible person. You're not really treated for in the franchise and it was just a a different time like they showed that really well um because like we think of professional sports today and like it's this big fucking show it's this giant presentation yeah um but here like the, the the venues the arenas were still pretty small 
Um, most of the players were very accessible because yeah. it was just the time. Well, I think this is also like a, around this, the the first wave of like, oh, we like baseball because like World War One mm-hmm. had ended. Mm-hmm. And so like um, baseball kind of emerged as this new pastime, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of the same thing that they did with like, you know, when World War Two, like baseball became the thing again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like it was it was kind of coming up in its own way. But definitely players were like not appreciated for who they were. Yeah. And what they could do. It was, it, was a, it was a really cool, like, kind of look into the time, especially, like, with their, their uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> their oversized pajamas were kind of adorable. I know they're historically accurate, but it was, yeah. a, it was a good look. I love uh, they, when, like, baseball does throwback days and they have, like, the old uniforms. They're so they wear cool. those? Yeah. That's kind so of awesome. Cool. Like, the A's has a series where they just wear all their uniforms, all the uniforms <laughs> that have been around. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this brings yeah. me to my second question of John Don't Know Baseball. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so for at one point I was very confused while watching one of the games they were they were kind of playing. Mm-hmm. Um everyone is in uniform. Yes. The players, the coaches, yes. there's a kid in the team, there's a kid somewhere like he's the, the bat boy. Bat boy. Yeah. So I was like, why is everyone in uniform? Like Oh, just in general? Yeah, just in general. Like, why is the coach So you know they're supposed to be there? It's to signify, like, they're all part of the team. <laughs> well, like, like no other sports does that, right? Where it's like, not like, <laughs> I just imagine, like, a football coach <laughs> wearing football <laughs> pants, too. Hilarious. <laughs> oh, I never really thought about that. Like, the coach of baseball does not, or basketball does not wear yeah. uniforms. Like, like, even in the early days, they were just wearing suits. Now they're wearing, like, sports gear but they're not necessarily wearing the uniform or jersey mm-hmm. and like they still do that today right yeah yeah, yeah. That, that's they just have so their, they have their own is it like what the players wear or is it like a variation because no, it's what the players wear so um, that's so confusing to be like in my head <laughs> i know it's not how it goes but in the head like in my head is like the coach is like all right if y'all don't do this right i'm gonna go with them myself <laughs> oh um I think it's just to, again, like it's it's to just signify that they're a team member. They're part of the team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just random thoughts that pop into my head. <laughs> again, this is like genuine wonderment <laughs> and fascination <laughs> because again, John don't know baseball. Yeah. Um, and several times in this movie, they would oh, mention I- names. I think huh? that like one point, like the the manager, the coach, the team manager, um, a uh, kid, right, or something. Yeah, like I, mm-hmm. I think like way back when, like the tradition of it is like, oh, if they needed an extra player, that's some awesome that shit. You could run out and be that player because he was a a pitcher, right? Yeah, he yeah, yeah he was like one of the best pitchers. Yeah, and okay, so I that was my other thing. I was like, there's so many points in, in this movie where again. John don't know baseball, but he was talking to one of his reserve pitchers who was talking about one of his previous games when he was playing in the league, the, the, the coach kid. Mm-hmm. And he was talking to one of his pitchers and he was like, I was there when you, you, uh, you beat that one pitcher or you, you did a, a no hitter 
And then you you beat that one player, Cy Young. And I was like, ooh, I know that name. I know that's an important name. <laughs> I imagine that's like how when a comic, like someone watches a comic book movie and they don't know a lot of the characters, but they hear certain names like Thanos. You're like, ooh, oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. name sounds important. Yeah. So there's several <laughs> things like that where I was like, ooh, history. <laughs> well, I, I think it's because back in the day they they were considered a player. Mm-hmm. And then usually, like, a lot of the time, like, they were former players mm-hmm. so to kind of signify that they never left the game. Yeah. Yeah. Because ha- I'm, I think that would be weird for me to see them all dressed up like how others dress up, you know? Like, if you wear the suit or you wear, like, some type of, like, coach's uniform that's different, then it'd be odd. Because then, like, the second that he steps out into the field, like, I wouldn't take him seriously. That's true. Because that's true because, like... For coaches in baseball, they get on the field to argue with oh, like the yeah. umpire and stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, they're constantly going back and forth on the field. Yeah. Yeah. So for like football or whatever, or even basketball, they're like, get your ass on the sideline. What are you doing here, coach? Yeah. So I guess no, the that's coaches, the big difference. There are points where like we 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 make the coach go out. <laughs> yeah. It's like if you don't if you don't say something. We're throwing shit out on the field. <laughs> yeah, so I've seen, like, I haven't seen much baseball games, but I've seen a baseball game a few times where the coach, he's like, <sighs> and then he kind of lumbers out onto the field. <laughs> I was like, you know, this is just fucking for appearances because he's supposed to be out there. Yeah. Well, so. and they, they go there to, like, relieve the pitchers if the pitcher's not doing their greatest before mm. they're supposed to be out. Because usually, like, a pitcher will go out for maybe, like, be in for like five innings and then you have a relief picture the sixth inning seventh inning eighth inning ninth mm-hmm. inning you know you have like two or three relief pitchers um yeah hmm. but it's you you know you tell when the coach is just like all right i gotta go out <laughs> i gotta go fucking yell at someone whether yeah. it's my team or theirs <laughs> absolutely interesting so i'm learning so much <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how did you get into baseball, Grace? Because um, kind of like fandoms, I always find it really interesting how people get into certain things. Um, so there was a home run race between, oh God, I think it was like nine, 98? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, shoot. I used I had their names a second ago and I lost it. But um I started watching baseball to see who could beat that home run record. Oh, is it Maguire and Sosa? Yes, thank you. Whoa, why the fuck do I know that? That's amazing you know that. I love that you know that. But yeah, Maguire. And Maguire yeah. used to be an A's player. So I think that's okay. so like it's a really cool thing. But I um so it was this huge thing. It brought like people back to baseball because I think the strike was before that. Mm-hmm. And people kind of got out of baseball and then um, people were pissed at baseball. And then. Um, were so they pissed that, because of the strike? Yeah. Oh. Because like the players went on strike and then uh, the the league was like, hey, we had these replacement players. And everyone was like, I didn't pay this money to watch someone who I don't know. Yeah. On a team that I don't trust anymore. Yeah. Type of thing, you know? Um, and so there was there was the strike and then yeah, so I just would watch it with my friend because my my friends her parents um just wanted to watch 
wanted to see what happened. I, I, I'm pretty sure they were baseball people, but I was just over at her house all the time because um, we would just walk home together, mm-hmm. and there'd be baseball on 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 the TV. And I honest, I to this day still can't tell you who they played for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I remember watching um, just who was winning, and I was I was rooting for Sosa. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was like, he's a person of color. Like, I want that guy to win. Who? Um, uh, spoilers. Uh, several years later, but who ended up winning? McGuire. Okay. Yeah, McGuire. He hit it first. He okay. got it first. And and I remember watching the when he hit the ball, and it was a low. It was like a really low home run. Mm-hmm. It was just a really low home run, and I was like, oh. I thought it'd be more grandiose than that, right? He wanted something grandiose. But, um, like, he won the the fucking stadium erupted. And, like, I just remember looking at my friend's mom and she just started crying. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't – I was like, oh, that's a weird thing to have that type of a reaction Mm -hmm. to a sport. Yeah. Right? Like, it was a very weird thing. Cut to me being at one of my – first A's games with like my brand new group of East Bay friends that I had met through um, just living in the East Bay. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, cool. Okay. I know somebody. And and I I was like, I know one person in East Bay and they're like, Hey, I know everybody in the East Bay. So like they took me there. This was after, um, I think the giants won the series the first time in like 2010. Mm-hmm. So I and I was living in San Francisco, so I was like, okay, I have some Giants pride, but I'm not like a baseball person, mm-hmm. you know. And um, she t- they took me to an A's game, and they're all A's. They were like hardcore A's fans, and I was just it was it was A's versus Giants, and I'm over there. I'm like I'm rooting for the Giants. <laughs> yeah, so at that point you're like I gotta pick a side. <laughs> yeah, I'm rooting for the Giants. Everyone else is rooting for the A's and whatever, whatever. And um. I just kind of was getting caught up and I really liked the way that the A's were playing and I was like doing all the cheers and stuff uh-huh. the whole time. I'm like, I'm still a Giants girl. Yeah. And then at the very end, Derek Norris takes the, the plate. It is the last hit. Like he is like one of the last people going up. It's ninth inning. It's like the very, very end. And, um, and the, the A's were losing by two. Mm-hmm. Or by sorry, the A's were losing by one. It was a it was a three two game, mm-hmm. and he steps up to the plate and he misses whatever he does. You know, like my, in my head, it's he misses two, right? Mm-hmm. So he's on his third strike. This is the last one. If he doesn't get it, we lose. Blah blah blah. This is my first A's game. This is not gonna be good. This motherfucker hits a home run, and there was someone else on base already. So that's two. So it was a walk off win, uh-huh. and I literally jumped up and was screaming before everyone else was and then my friend looks at me and she goes bitch are you crying (laughs) i think i love the a's that's so good (laughs) (laughs) but it was it was very interesting for me to have like that complete reversal and that that was the moment well like oh baseball is my sport yeah Right. And like, I totally, and like when that happened, I totally remembered my friend's reaction, my friend's mom's reaction to when Mm -hmm. McGuire hit that home run of like, 
there's there, I don't know. I just I got up and I was like, this is an amazing game. Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. It's <laughs> an awesome story <laughs> of uh, falling I was totally and not expecting an eighth fan. <laughs> I was not expecting it too, and I was like, since then, my you know, is is Oakland is till the end. Yeah. yeah. That's great. That's that's me. Yeah. But it was it's a very interesting thing. So that's so like preemptive, I got into baseball because of that, because yeah. of, you know, the home run race. Nice. And then I like baseball became mine. But you mentioned McGuire was an ace player before. He wasn't I don't he wasn't an ace player when the race was happening, right? I don't remember. I don't think so. Okay. I in my head I thought he was. Uh-huh. But he wasn't. Um, I think he was on the Cardinals. Yeah, he was. Well, I know apparently fucking You know deep stuff, memories. dude. Whoa, it's um, deep in there. But McGuire had that steroid thing. Yep. Towards the end. Did thing. Sosa get some allegations? Okay. So I'm gonna tell you right now, everyone in the nineties was on steroids. Okay. Pretty professional wrestling during the time, right? So Because those motherfuckers thing. were yoked. Like there is no goddamn way that they were not on steroids. Right. Cause like I look at the A's now and I look at the A's back or like McGuire back then and I was like, no fucking way. Yeah. Because, because like, when he was on he he was already yoked when he was on the A's and I was like, mm. uh, Cause I see um when I see baseball players today, they, they look like they look athletic, but they look the most human to me. You know yeah. if that makes sense? Yeah, yeah. Like basketball players, they're in, like they're gigantic human beings. <laughs> Football players, they're very um, muscular, wide, and athletic. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, for, for baseball players, I look at them. I'm like, I could see how a person who went to college moved on to becoming a professional baseball player. I see other athletes for other sports. I'm like, how the hell? Did, like, how are you yeah. human? Yeah. Well, I, you got to understand, like, baseball is a lot of sitting, a lot of That's standing, true. and then quick bursts of energy. Yes, yeah, so it's not sing. continuous play like baseball or basketball, and it's not like heavy hitting and continuous play like football. It's you're literally standing there, waiting for action. Waiting, yeah. Like the most people who are going to have action is probably the pitcher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I think that was my thing, like, as a kid, that's maybe why I didn't get into baseball, because I would tune in, and then I would be, like, a lot of dudes standing around waiting, and I'm not good (laughs) with waiting. And I'd look onto the field, and I'm like, man, even the players look bored right now. I'm not going to get into this. Yeah, sometimes they're just, like, out there. But I think I've experienced it wrong, because when we, like, when you would go to baseball games with friends and stuff it's a different experience because when they're waiting they're lounging that's when you talk to the people you're with for the game yeah or you talk shit to the team yeah so it's more of that experience i feel like which wasn't what i got when my first exposure to baseball my first exposure to baseball is they would play uh, baseball games on tbs okay and sometimes when the game would run long they would not show my sitcoms. Oh yeah, <laughs> so that would be like oh baseball. <laughs> oh no! But then I, that's why, like that, that's the initial like thing that stuck in my head with baseball. I was like, I can't watch my sitcoms because of baseball. Oh, but, see, like for me, like baseball was just kind of there, mm-hmm. right? Like because the people I hung out with in high school or junior high or whatever, like 
would ha- like their families would be into it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked playing baseball; it was fun for me. Like I mm-hmm. could throw pretty well. And then um, as an adult, when I started um, playing it with my friends, I realized I was a fairly good pitcher. Mm-hmm. And so, like baseball is just fun for me. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I can understand people who are just like this game goes on forever. And I was like, yeah, that's why beer is like rampant. Yeah. <laughs> like half the time if you're not drunk at a baseball game, like why are you there? <laughs> what, what like you mentioned it uh, a few minutes ago you're like whether you're not talking with your friends who you watch the game with and you're talking shit to the players. Oh hell yeah. That reminded me there's a sequence in this movie where the dude there's a dude just <laughs> heckling the various players, but because this was 100 years ago, everyone was in suits and stuff and everyone looked much classier. But yeah. then his shit talking was not classy. <laughs> Oh no! You know, so it's just he like was, he was saying it to like Shoeless Joe Jackson, who was like illiterate too. So yeah, he was, he was really mean. He's saying really mean shit, but I was just like, ah, baseball a hundred <laughs> years ago, still very much the same. That's it's great. Still very much the same. Like I, you know? I would say they did pretty nice because you got to understand. Like there was one part that I really liked. Like after it was like after after like the first ten minutes or something, where they're asking the guy who's cleaning up the stadium, who's mm-hmm. African American. Um, what they think of you know they ask him oh, like, yeah. oh, how you like this team and he goes oh I think they're the best white team out there and I yeah. immediately was like oh yeah <laughs> yeah and then right right away they, they take their team photo and it's just a bunch of white dudes you're yeah. like yeah <laughs> I can only imagine like the shit talking that happens to folks of color and mm-hmm. I've heard some of it and I'm like wow did you really just say that in Oakland you motherfucker mm-hmm. like, Wait, like current day yeah oh yeah they're not the nicest sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, and it's funny. I mean, like, cause I was, am, am I right? I think I'm a left bleachers girl. Mm-hmm. Left field, right field. So what's the, the reasoning behind that? Is it for the view? Is it because like, there's some, like, I know that like when there's like a, a foul ball or something, you can get that. So is it more of like where, like the, the possibility of getting a, a foul ball? Uh, you want to well, see a certain thing on the field? Like why it, why choose left, right? Um, so for me, I was um, – I think I was right field because I think Reddick was right field. Um, but like the the bleachers are just – I mean they're the bleachers. They're some of the cheapest, sheet, uh, cheapest seats, right? When you say um, cheap, how much is cheap? Fifteen, twenty dollars. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Super, super cheap. But they go quickly because mm. they're the cheap, cheap, cheap ones, right? Like I've gotten ten dollar ones that are like the nosebleed ones. Like that's the ones that we got for Black Panther night. Okay. Super nosebleed ones, yeah. right? Those are third tier, like where you can't see shit. Mm-hmm. So I just like the bleachers a little bit better. Um, it depends on what game because sometimes they'll spike up to forty bucks. Mm-hmm. But um, I like it because you can kind of see the whole field. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been closer and behind the plate before. You get you don't really get to see any of the action that's in the outfield, and a lot of stuff kind of goes on in the outfield. So I like so, so that. for that is just is just mostly focusing and kind of taking in like the pitching work and like all that stuff and like the hitting, and then you don't you kind of get lost in the outfield. For me, yeah, yeah, okay. But I I also like the outfield. Like sometimes it's it's a bit more livelier. Like the A's. We got some Ace fans that are like hardcore, like bleed green and gold. And so like they're like I've I had season tickets, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would go 
a lot. I knew people who went to every single game. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like there's the first two rows of the bleachers are are um unspoken rule that you don't sit there unless you're part of that crew. Hmm. And that crew, like they bring their own instruments, they have their own chants, they do so they kind of dictate the the audience participation of the sport. Right. Right. And so that's why I like it. Cause it, that's one of the only places you can really be rowdy. You don't really do cheers when you're closer to the field or closer to the plate. Um, and that's for all stadiums, like uh, just the rule of baseball or just for. Not really. Cause when I went to the, to the giants game, like that was just quiet as fuck. Okay. And I was like, does nobody cheer here? It's kind of like hole here. <laughs> well, it's kind of like when you when when Golden State when the Warriors went from the Coliseum to, to the, San Francisco. Right. They lost all of a sudden, like, because oh, when they were at the Oracle, it was called Roracle because we were yeah. so loud. Yeah. Like we would scream our heads off. We would create like, energy energy and then in the new stadium and especially with those brand new fans who can afford the tickets yeah that's it too right because that happened with the niners as well is when like the the tickets the tickets become so expensive that the people who've been going for years might not be able to afford it and it's just like the tickets are so expensive in this new stadium yeah that the people who can afford it are more less likely to yell and provide that energy that was oh, there yeah. before you know yeah yeah absolutely like that <laughs> i'm a, the execs aren't gonna yell for a team that they barely yeah. know the you tech know? guy from uh, adobe is it gonna be like let's fuck them up <laughs> <laughs> exactly like you you put you eventually push out the town mm-hmm. and so yeah, so it's a little, that's why like we're like the A's can't move because if they move, like you lose like the A's energy. And so, is there still a chance of them moving? Not out of Oakland, I okay. don't think so. I think I think they're very rooted in Oakland, which we were for a minute. People were trying to like, especially when they were popular, like they were trying to buy out. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they're try- they're trying to make a new stadium within the city of Oakland. It's just going to be closer to a waterfront, and we're like, mm, we kind of like the Oracle. But it's, yeah. Or the Coliseum, but it's fine. Especially since, like, it seems like within a very short time, Oakland lost the Raiders. Yeah. And the Warriors. Warriors. So. Yeah. And, you know, at, at one point, it was like, are we going to lose all three? Are you guys going to be that kind of a bastard? Is that you guys mm-hmm. didn't support until they got really good? Yeah. And then it's too late by then. Yeah. And so that was a huge thing. And I, I understand, like, where the positioning of both stadiums where it was kind of a clusterfuck because mm-hmm. you have you have like essentially three teams trying to share a space yeah and sometimes there'd be overlap too right where oh, fuck there'd yeah. be a night <laughs> where yeah two- there'd be a raiders game and then like they had to immediately get the field ready that for night game. for the a's game and then yeah. there'd be like disney on ice <laughs> <laughs> the monster truck rally yeah, yeah. There, yeah, no, seriously, there was like some type of like zoo, uh-huh. circus type thing, and then like the next day they had to get ready for, for the <laughs> to play. <laughs> so yeah, I understand that they're like, oh, it's just a, a thing of space, and it's like, yeah. yeah, that's cool, but it's also like y'all can figure out your scheduling too. Yeah, do better with scheduling, guys. Yeah, 
Um, so next we're supposed question. to go back to the movie, I think. <laughs> like next question. Yeah, next question on uh, Oakland A's talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I kind of. I kind of like the structure for the podcast that it's taking where we we talk about a movie very briefly and we just use that as like the backdrop for whatever topic we want to talk about that week. A vehicle for ourselves. Yeah, it's kind of great. I don't know. Let us know in the comments below, guys, but be sure to hit the notification button. Yeah, sure. But I genuinely do like this this format where we kind of use the, the, the movie to talk about certain things. Um, especially a movie that came out, what, 20 something years ago. Yeah. I think also like, we just really liked the movie. I, yeah. I, I really liked the movie and I connected a lot to the movie because like, I just know about the scandal. Right. And yeah. I, you feel bad for like the players who didn't really have a cemented like agreement. Right. Yeah. Like you had one that knew, but said, no, I don't want to do it. Or you had two, mm-hmm. you had, um, Bucky. Buck. Yeah, Buck or Buck, who is John Cusack's character, who's mm-hmm. kind of like the moral, he's like the moral guy of the film, mm-hmm. right? And the whole time he's, he knew about it. He said, I don't want to do it anymore, but he didn't say anything. Yeah, right? out of loyalty to his out team. Of, out of loyalty. There was a point where Doc Brown, who was one of the, the fixers in the game, he was talking. And at first, they're just going through the, the roster, which is a great way to introduce the team. And they're just talking about who they are, what they do. And then they get to Buck, and then they're like, he hates losing, but he's one of the boys. you know. So yeah. they're like, we'll put him as a maybe. And at first, you're like, are they doing scouting? Are they not another team? Oh, and yeah. then they, they build that thing where like, oh, they're trying to figure out who they can buy off. To fix yeah. the World Series, which was a great way to not only introduce the characters, but to introduce the plot of this movie, I feel like. Yeah, that was really well done. That mm-hmm. was really, I thought I was, because like immediately in the first like two, three minutes, you get everyone's name and their talent. Mm-hmm. And it was so, it was so effective, man. Like that was, that was so great. And like, you really get a sense of their characters. Yeah. So, and, and John Cusack was very, um, he, he he delivered a really good performance because this is very early in his career. He's surrounded by a lot of like very talented people because these people, like we mentioned, have like big names now. Yeah. But he did a really good job uh, throughout. He he didn't like he he it was like a very subdued role. It had to be very like controlled because of like He's not bringing attention to himself, but he's aware. He's processing all of the things, and he's like he has to portray like the difficulty of knowing this, loving mm-hmm. the sport, but loving your team, and not wanting to be that guy. You mm-hmm. know, so there was a lot going on with his performance, which I really loved. And then finally, he got to that breaking point where he was in court, and he was just like, oh, I, "Things are clearly going bad." There's talk that there might be jail time. And he just finally, he, he breaks out and he's just like, I, I want a separate trial. And he starts talking about his stats during the World Series. He's like, I was, I was like, my batting average was 327. He's like, I've made no mistakes. I've did this. I've done that. Why am I being trialed for cheating when I didn't participate? You sure. know, yeah. which, which was such a great scene. And then like, again, I'm not a big baseball person, but when he, like, they have this reoccurring thing where John is talking to, like, they were paper boys, right? Yeah. And he would just have this relationship with them. Like after games, he would see them. He'd give them like some baseball tips. And then they'd have this really good back and forth. 
And then like, he, like at one point they're talking, like he's talking to the kids about how poorly his team is playing and he's still sticking up to his, for his teammates, even though he knows that they're, they're playing, they're playing dirty and stuff or not mm-hmm. playing to their full capabilities. And he's just like, you stick up for your friends because that's what you're supposed to do. So it shows like the kind of person his character is. Yeah. And then finally at the end, like right before they reveal like what the court says, he's talking about like how much he loves baseball, how much it is, how important it is to him every game, no matter how long he's been a professional, like how it mm-hmm. feels when he hits the bat, the, the ball with a bat and how he just feels like he could live forever. Mm-hmm. And from that, I was like, fuck man. I was like, I like that really hit. And I was like, I don't know a lot about baseball. Apparently I know a lot about the Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa thing. But aside from that, I don't know a lot about baseball, but I was like, man, you could just feel how much this dude loves baseball. And I think that's also the thing of like baseball. Like it's, I mean, I, mind you, I'm not like super fanatic about other things, mm-hmm. right? Like it, other sports. I'm I'm good with basketball. I can keep up, but it's not um, uh, as emotional for me with basketball as baseball mm-hmm. is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just... I, I kind of find this alongside with baseball movies too, is that it's all for the love of the game, mm-hmm. right? They definitely played it up in um, Moneyball, mm-hmm. right? Where you see like, you just, <laughs> you see the character of Billy played by Brad Pitt driving to Visalia to, to look at the minors, realizing he's missing a game and he's like passing Oakland and passing like landmarks of like parts of California. And then immediately turns his car around because he knows he has to be there for that game. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, and it's, it's also him. It's like, Oh, if we move out of Oakland, like it's not going to be the same A's. Yeah. Right. And so it's, and it's kind of like that with like other movies too, like field of dreams, league of their own Sandlot. It's all about baseball. Yeah. Right. And so like it's all about playing together on that field and it's it, it becomes this thing. And so when he's he's sitting there and he's like, I'm loyal to I'm loyal not only to like my teammates, because if you don't stick up for your teammates, then who do you you know, then what's the point of being mm-hmm. on a team? But then also he's like, I'm also loyal to the game. So yeah. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna throw it because I'm gonna get this money. Like I'm I'm loyal to the game. The game has to be played right. Yeah. And it's the sad thing about Buck too of like you know he had the outburst, he had that thing he you know all of those eight players were never allowed to play professional baseball again. Mm-hmm. And those were the best players, right? Yeah. Um and so him and I think Jack Shoeless Joe and like some other people like sued to be like hey, we deserve to be back in the game. Mm-hmm. And the commissioner was like nah yeah (laughs) you cheated like we don't allow cheaters and they're like but we didn't go along with it and he goes well you didn't say anything to nobody either you're just as good as cheating you're You're just as dirty you're just as dirty and so it became this thing and every year until he died he tried to like fight it yeah just clear his name yeah every that fucking broke my heart when i saw that yeah and i was just like no It's just so sad. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was there was just a lot of that. And you're just like, oh, oh my heart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So overall, like it's a it's a great it's a really good movie. Um, like yeah. for me, I've said repeatedly, John don't know baseball, but this is a damn good movie. Um, yeah. really really good performances throughout. Um, you get to see much younger versions of people you know. <laughs> yeah, well, so it was, it was nutty because every time someone came out, I was like, "Hey, oh my!" It's like seeing old friends. Yeah, and it's weird. <laughs> and like, then you're like, "I know what happened to you 20 years later." <laughs> yeah, I know how bad <laughs> shit gets for you, Charlie. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> like for this movie, he would show up every what 20 minutes, and I'd be like, "Oh fuck, he's in this movie," and then he'd go away again. I'm like, "Oh fuck, he's in this movie." <laughs> but um, yeah, there's just little things about this movie. That I really enjoy. Um, it's lacking the accents that I was hoping for, but it makes there, up for again, it. Again, it's not <laughs> it's not a mobster movie from the 1940s. But there's mobsters featured. I know, but it's about baseball players from Chicago. Like, tell me a Chicago <laughs> accent. I don't know what that is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'd be like this, see? No one will know. <laughs> Stop it. Throw the ball here, see? Come on, Buck. Play hard, see? <laughs> But there, like, there's little moments in this movie that I really enjoy. Like at one point, the owner of the team was just talking to the press, trying to build up how great his team was, and he clearly doesn't know anything about his team because <laughs> one of the he was just like, yeah, they eat together, they travel together, and I was just like, that's every team. <laughs> <laughs> they have a bubble, sir. Yeah, I was like, this is what they do. And I was like, you just don't know your players and you're a shitty person. So it makes it that much more believable to turn and we're like, yeah, fuck it. Let's get that money. And Yondu, Yondu from Guardians of the Galaxy, he's in the bar and he's the main person who's kind of setting up this deal. He makes a deal with two different uh, mobsters, right? Or uh, fixers. So he's sure. he's expecting a payout twice, but um, one of the things that he mentions while he was in the bar, he was just like uh, talking about how he used to do fights, and oh, you, that's right. that was such a good story because it really kind of see they have these little moments that shows the who the characters are and what they, they kind of mean, yeah. and then his story was just like I, I was in this fight, I beat this guy up, broke his jaw or something. At the end, they give me fifty dollars. He gets nothing, and they ask what he, the loser, gets, and he is like six, about six weeks of a liquid diet. And he's like, if we were smart, we should have danced around a little bit, threw a few punches, split the fifty, twenty-five, twenty-five, and no one gets hurt. Yeah, you know. So that really shows like how he goes into this and what he like, why it's like he thinks it's okay to uh, throw the the World Series. And yeah. I, again, like, there's this whole thing of, like, they're not getting paid. They're not getting appreciated. And the guys very clearly, like, even at the end, the owner is, like, happy. And somehow they know that everyone got paid off on the jury to say mm-hmm. not guilty. Right? Mm-hmm. And um, and the owner is, everyone's like, you got your team back. And he goes, oh, but I'm going to make them pay. Yeah. And you already know that, like, he's going to do him dirty again, yeah. even if they were allowed to come back. And because it's like, he, there's no way he, that he's going to let go of the best players in the league. Yeah. Right. But knowing, even if they did win the the trial or whatever, everyone knows that they threw the game. So they can't play for anyone else. Exactly. That's what I was thinking about, too, because, like, I didn't know how this ended. So, like, part of me is, like, do they trade the players? Because that wouldn't work either. Because you'd just be like, I don't want that 
person exactly. who I don't trust in my locker room, you know? Yeah. And then when they announced, like, it was that heartbreaking scene where the team was celebrating. They, they thought they got away with it. Uh, meanwhile, they cut to the, the commissioner and he was just like, lifetime ban, essentially, and no one will, no, no, none of these players will play in baseball again or yeah. in this league again. And I was just like, that makes sense. <laughs> you know, yeah. like there was no other way for this, like knowing that there's a commissioner now, knowing what like could happen. There was no other way that this would work. Yeah. And it's heartbreaking because we, you feel for characters like Joe and Buck who are just good guys, but you're just like. Who are, yeah. Who are portrayed as good guys. Yeah. Yeah. Portrayed as good guys. And then you're just like, man, that sucks, but there's no other way for this to work out. Yeah. So. You, okay, so I'm going to give you homework. It's not a Cusack film, but it is a, a baseball film. You need to watch Field of Dreams. That's with Pocket, right? We, we mentioned? Yeah, it's Pocket. Okay. You, have, you have to watch Field of Dreams. Well, Ray Liotta oh, okay. is in it. Is he as skeezy as he is normally? Well, he plays Shoeless Joe, but... <laughs> <laughs> All right, Field of I, Dreams. But you need to watch it. It's I, You will like it. All right. But it is about like the, the team that he is playing with. Mm-hmm. Is is the eight? So okay, I'll check that out. It doesn't have to be by next week, right? No, okay. just within your lifetime, John. Okay, cool. <laughs> by next week. Well, hopefully that lasts longer than it. next. Hopefully that goes longer than next week. <laughs> Shut up. Um. All right. So I'll watch that. But uh, for the next, should we talk? Is there anything else we need to say about uh, Eight Men Out? Watch it. Watch it. It's a great movie. Even if you're not a baseball person, like I've mentioned several times. Yeah, John don't know baseball. John don't know baseball, baseball but John know good movie. So yeah. go watch this one. <laughs> nice. This is, this is a really fun movie. It's really good. It, like you mentioned, it's two hours, but it does not feel like two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just overall really good. And uh, like, like a, a testament of a good movie, I think, if you go into – Uh, a film and you don't know anything about that particular thing they're talking about is afterwards. If you want to learn more about that particular case or that particular story or that particular sport in this Mm -hmm. case, which is totally what happened with me. I was like, you know what? I'm two for two in loving baseball movies so far. (laughs) I should watch more baseball movies. Hence my homework field of dreams. Yep. Um, But yeah, Um, I think that's it for, our talk of eight men out next week we're throwing it back to one of our earlier episodes we're gonna redo identity so we we did get some people telling us that we don't have we have no idea what we're talking about when we watched identity and so we're going to watch it again apparently and figure that out Wait, we have to watch it again? I thought we were just going to sit there and let them talk about it I thought it was a good day off okay I wasn't going to (laughs) say we're having guest stars next week oh shit spoilers So there you go, John, which I told you don't say nothing about our guest star. You didn't say that. I said several times before today. (laughs) I said it before we started recording. Just say we're going to go back to identity and that's it. Oh, that's what that meant. I thought you were speaking code. (laughs) you. Yeah, so all right. Yeah, here, we have, I'll, we have I'll, some I, folks I coming this. on. I can fix this. We may or may not have guests. <laughs> it's neither confirm nor deny. Yeah, I fixed it. Yeah. 
But we are we are going over identity again. Yeah. So if you didn't watch it with us the first time, watch uh, it again this week. Watch it again, or if, yeah, just watch it, and then we'll talk about it with uh, other people. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Or, or again, we may not. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, totally fixed that situation. Awesome. But uh, Great. yeah, that's it for today. Yep. All right, guys. Thank you for listening and watching this audio podcast. <laughs> it's not YouTube. This is not Twitch. I know. Lord, I, really is done. I can fix this. I can fix this. Be sure to hit that like button. Hit subscribe. <laughs> until the next podcast, guys, which will be next week. Um, oh, nah. I won't. I won't spoil that either. Never mind. But thanks for listening. I'll tell us. Oh shit! I was gonna say I'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys. All right. Bye.